What you believe about yourself and your life is likely not based in reality, but in bullshit stories that you did not consent to, pieced together throughout your life with ideas offered to you from external sources. This podcast is here to help you recognize and dismantle those stories so you can reclaim your power and achieve what you want in life. Welcome to Yeah, I Made That Up with life and business coach, Kelly Jackson. Hi, I love you. I think I'm going to start beginning my podcast episodes with that. (laughs) I begin a lot of my messages to the coaching team that I lead with that. And I used to begin a lot of my messages to my direct sales team and clients with it. It feels nice to do. So let's see where it goes, shall we? Maybe it'll become a catchphrase or something. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about hustle culture. Fucking sucks. I'm declaring it dead and I want to burn it to the ground. I've seen a meme circulating lately. I think it's actually a tweet from someone. Fact check me on this if you know what I'm talking about. But it says something like, I'm no longer referring to it as burnout. I'm now just calling it exploitation. And yes, Late stage capitalism has led us into a hierarchical structure of exploitation. However, it's not just employees with what we generally consider traditional work lives who are burnt out. It's also not just those in caregiving professions or those who we decided are essential workers during the beginning stages of the pandemic who are burnt out. Entrepreneurs are burnt out. Stay-at-home parents are burnt out. Contractors who are in control of their own schedules are burnt out. This has to do with more than just worker exploitation. Because many of us are in non-traditional roles and we are headed straight toward burnout just the same. Or are already there. Perhaps have been for fucking ages. (laughs) Burnout is a phenomenon that, again, yes, is related to late-stage capitalism, but it's not exclusively caused by external factors or exploitation. And when we place blame outside of ourselves without acknowledging where we do have power, we render ourselves helpless. We put ourselves in the mental and emotional state of victimization. So... No, I don't think it's an either-or situation when we talk about burnout versus exploitation. It's a both-and situation. And it will take us addressing our own burnout in order to have the mental and emotional space to stand up to the exploitation. Because we can't actually create change from a victim state. When you're telling yourself the story that you're being exploited and you feel victimized, you're handing all of your power over to whoever you think is exploiting you. Because you think it's all their fault, how you feel can't change until they change. You'll render yourself hopeless and helpless, not believing you have any autonomy, authority, or agency, and you will be more likely to actually stay in the situation, prolonging and exacerbating your own suffering, then you will be to leave. Of course, this could apply to anything, but we're specifically talking about a work situation here. 
if you're an employee and you believe that you are the victim of exploitation, you may blame your employer, thinking you can't claim agency until they change. But if you're a contractor or entrepreneur, that blame will go instead of to your employer, to your clients. Or worse, which could apply to either employee or contractor or entrepreneur, you place blame on yourself. And this can be dangerous because it puts you at war with yourself. It may sound like, it's my fault I'm so behind today because I took a break for lunch. I'll never catch up because I took that day off when I was sick. Vacation? Who are you kidding? Who has the time? I can't hire an assistant because I don't have the processes organized enough to hand off to someone. It would take so much time to train them. I'll just do it all myself. The most insidious version I've seen of this in the direct sales industry comes in the form of an idea that sounds lovely. We can work from anywhere. Doesn't that sound glorious? I can work from anywhere. So if I want to be totally solitary for one workday, I can lock myself in my office. Maybe I want to be surrounded by people the next day. So I walk down the street to my favorite coffee shop. Or my team and I set up a collective space in person or virtual to work together. But when I can work from anywhere gets translated into I have to work from everywhere, it's a symptom of a larger problem. And when you're in charge, it's burnout for sure, but not exactly exploitation. We could argue that social media is exploiting us, or that capitalism is exploiting us, or that some other nebulous, intangible concept is exploiting us. But in order to make it something we can actually wrap our heads around, I like to talk about it under the label of hustle culture. Because we can liken the socialization of hustle culture to that of diet culture, patriarchy, white supremacy, or any other cultural phenomenon where groupthink has offered us some beliefs that we didn't know we could choose to accept or reject. So we took them, but without true consent. And y'all, <laughs> hustle culture has its grippy little hands all up in the direct sales industry. You can work your business in the nooks and crannies of life. This is a popular phrase, and it's true. It's very true. But do you set boundaries around your work time? Or are you texting hostesses in the pickup line, running reports at the volleyball game, and responding to your team during family dinner? Or how about that family vacation where you didn't actually take a vacation? You just worked from a really pretty place? This is often what I saw in my direct sales career, and I did it too, and it felt fucking terrible. I was always working. The career I started for freedom had completely taken over my life. But no external force was actively exploiting me. My corporate partner wasn't setting any rules. 
my upline wasn't dictating what I should or shouldn't be doing and when I should or shouldn't be doing it. It was hustle culture leading me right into burnout city. And it wasn't until I started working with a life coach that I fully understood why and learned how to revoke consent in order to change my relationship with my business. What I learned is what I teach. How to identify what's factually true versus the story you're telling, even though this story feels so real. What emotional state the story evokes for you. How you show up when you're in that emotional state. And how the way you show up from that emotional state evoked by the story leads you to actually creating the experience you think you're only observing when you tell the story. And because I spent well over a decade building a lucrative, successful direct sales business, burning myself out for the first half, then hitting sales and leadership milestones from a far more fun and rested state in the second half, I know what it means to do it both ways from the inside. And that's what I have to offer you. The opportunity to shift that hustle culture relationship with your business so that you can create the success you're after without having your business take over your entire life and burning yourself out as it happens. And there will soon be two ways to work with me. Pressure Point Coaching is my year-long, in-depth, small group program helping you to make massive shifts in every area of life. And I'll be offering a direct sales team structure for this to help teams grow together. And I'm really excited about it. <laughs> the Rexy Collective is my community-based self-coaching collective with a monthly topic and integrated book club. Both actively exist right now, but neither are currently open to the public. <laughs> and when they do reopen, they'll be invitation only. So stay tuned for more information on when they will be available for you to join. 